the West has been reporting that there are military coups in West, West Africa, in the Western Sahel, right? There's a coup in Niger, there's a coup in Gabon, there's a coup in Mali, there's a coup in Guinea. Nah, <laughs> uh -uh. they're not coups, they're revolutions. The people are taking back their power. It's, it's a revolution of ideas. It's a revolution of thoughts. It's a change of God. And you know why it's a change of God? Because people are saying no to French rule, to French democracy, to French oppression, to La France Afrique, to unfair ways of doing business, to being owned by France, despite the fact that they've had their independence for years. There was blood, sweat, and tears to earn that independence. Yet they've still been under the thumb of France. That is what the people are revolting against. And that's why we are seeing the military supporting or getting support from the masses because the people are tired of France and Western interference in their country. These are not my words. These are the words of Dr. Arikana Chihombori. Most of Niger is not electrified while their uranium is electrifying France and Europe. So if you are a president, an African president, who is coming to power, and you are told, as long as you stay away from discussions pertaining to their presence, uh, military presence in the country, um, training of, the, of your military by France, uh, equipping of your military by France, don't talk about the natural resources, whose uh, uh, the French companies have the first right of approval. Uh, do not talk and make sure you continue to deposit your uh, bank reserves with the French Central Bank. If you avoid those areas, then you're free to run your country any which way you want. Now, what kind of a leader is that? What environment are you going to be uh, occupying and managing and running your country with all those major areas of economic development uh, no longer accessible to you? And I would like to call what's happening in, in these four countries as an, um, an ideological realignment of their economic, of their political, of their social values. At some point, if you look at, uh, at the situation with... Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversation. My name is Adiro Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession. Um, I love coming on here, talking to you guys about um, black people, Africans, our empowerment, and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. You can connect with me on social media at Ondero Oganga on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's just jump straight into it. Anytime Dr. Arikana Chihombori is speaking, sign me up. Sign me up any day, anytime. And you know why? Because this woman doesn't miss her words. She is among the very first people that began calling out the West on the things that they do in Africa. She's among the very few people who stood her ground on saying that what France is doing in Africa is, is illegal, is unfair, is unjust, because there's no single way that African countries got independence 40, 50, 60 years ago, and they're still obsessed with Francophone. Like nobody even refers to themselves as Anglophone anymore. Is this Kenya? Is this Nigeria? Then we have Francophones. The obsession with France and its former colonies has gotten to a place where everybody has to come in and add their voice so these people can break free. Let's put this into context. There have been coups in several um, West, Western Sahel countries, not West Africa, then West Africa, but Western Sahel. There's been a coup in Chad, there's been a coup in Mali, Gabon, um, Guinea, Niger. Now, 
all these schools are, are revolting against several internal issues, but mostly French rule. You know, we've seen the leader of Burkina Faso, the leader of Guinea come and say, the leader of Burkina Faso has said, we don't want anything to do with France. You are helping us. You've helped us for the last 50 years. We are still poor, you know, so we don't want your help anymore. Honestly, we don't because you're perpetuating a cycle of poverty. The leader of Guinea came out to say, democracy is not French democracy. You cannot just take what you think is democracy and impose on us. What you decided is French democracy works in France. It was decided by French people. We were not even there. So it's not going to work. And the people of Niger have also come out to say, listen, no, 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 no. We're not going to keep living like this. We're not going to keep living under French rule. We are free people. We deserve to be free. Free of French influence, free of French military, free of French financial oppression, free of, 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 of just French, the language. We want to be our own people. When Niger staged a coup, that is when all hell broke loose. You know why? Because France felt threatened, right? The um, presidential elite guy just ousted President Mohamed Bazoum from office. Now, little did we know that President Mohamed Bazoum was a big ally to France. Because of all the coups that have happened, France thought it wise to defend President Mohamed Bazoum. They called the military junta an illegitimate leader. How illegitimate can you be when the whole country is supporting you? They refused to have conversations with the military. They went on to impose sanctions. They said their, their ambassador will not leave the country. Okay. And they insisted that they will only have conversations with the military, um, with President Mohamed Bazoum and not the military junta. They've maintained over and over again that they will not hesitate to invade Niger if their interest, if their interest, what interest, what interest, Niger's uranium, Niger's uranium that belongs to the people of Niger, that is your interest. Because when they got independence, they signed over the, their natural resources to you because they still deposit their money at the French Central Bank and you use it to develop your country. And when they want their money back, they have to borrow it from you. What interest? Honestly, what interest? The fact that any military operations from weapons to training is linked to France. What interest? The big drone base that you're setting there. What, what interest, honestly? What interest? Niger has been under the thumb of French oppression since it got independence. It really has. And now we're seeing, let me, let me just introduce um, some very uh, important, um, what is it called, um, notes that I had written from listening to Dr. Arikana Chihombori. And, you know, one of the most interesting things is she says that most of the leaders, and I have spoken about this, who have been in power have been French puppets. They literally have been French puppets. They were put into office by France, right? And even if they weren't put into office by France, the moment you come into power, France comes and tells you, this is how we do business, A, B, C, and D, so align. And if you don't, then you'll have a problem with them. So you have no choice. You literally have no choice. And Dr. Arikana Chiombori is saying, we need to shift the narrative. 
the people of Niger are taking back their country. It might not be in a way that we like. It might be in the most unconventional way because as the leader of Guinea already told you, there's no democracy in West Africa. It's what they perceive as French democracy that is there. And when you're trying to break away from French rule, will you really wait? You, will you really bank on French democracy? It's almost like saying somebody has kept you captive and because you want to escape, you, you tell them your plan. You're like, yo, bro, me, I want to escape this prison. Could you please open the gate for me? They will go and buy more padlocks and lock you inside. I see what's happening in Niger, Burkina Faso, Mali, and Guinea very differently. If you look at the previous coups, those were orchestrated by Western powers, majority, of course, orchestrated by France. They had their own intentions, uh, in, in a few quite documented uh, very well. The leaders were trying to do what was ultimately best for their people, and those leaders were assassinated. The difference between these coups are coups being led by our people. The people have spoken. The people now truly understand the issues. The people are standing up to say what has been going on is unfair, is unacceptable. It is really just simply makes sense that something has got to give. There is a difference between the previous coups and these last four coups, especially the one in Niger. I actually, on a personal level, I feel uncomfortable even calling them coups. Uh, this is a... You look at a situation where people are basically desperate, where they know they are rich in natural resources, and yet the majority of the people are extremely poor. How long can that situation be sustained before the people finally wake up and rise up? That is what's happening. And I would like to call what's happening in, in these four countries as an, um, an ideological realignment of their economic, of their political, of their social values. At some point, if you look at, uh, at the situation with uh, the, the former French colonies, before even a president um, comes to power, there are certain no-go areas that the president must not touch, because if you do, uh, you may not live to see the end of the day. Areas like the military, Areas like, the, of course, the finances and, and the reserves that must be deposited with the French Treasury. Um, areas of the natural resources. So if you are a president, an African president, who is coming to power, and you are told, as long as you stay away from discussions pertaining to their presence, uh, military presence in the country, um, training of, the, of your military by France, uh, equipping of your military by France, don't talk about the natural resources, whose uh, uh, the French companies have the first right of approval. Uh, do not talk and make sure you continue to deposit your uh, bank reserves with the French Central Bank. If you avoid those areas, then you're free to run your country any which way you want. Now, what kind of a leader is that? What environment are you going to be uh, occupying and managing and running your country with all those major areas of economic development uh, no longer accessible to you. And the whole thing is so mind boggling that we have gone to, over so many years, 
this is 2023, that the leaders in Africa have been unable to undo the agreements that were put in place when the African countries were given their independence. It is unbelievable that to this day, you can have a country like Niger to be the second poorest country in the world, and yet all their resources are going to France. Most of Niger is not electrified, while their uranium is electrifying France and Europe. You can take one after the other after the other. At every level, it's unfair, it's unacceptable, and I don't even know how the Western powers could really go to sleep every day knowing of the carnage that they are, the havoc they are creating in Africa and hope that this will go on forever. The time has come. The children of Africa are now awoken. They can see clearly now. And they are simply standing up and saying, enough is enough. So yes, we don't like coups, but the last four coups are very different in the sense that the children of Africa are very clear because they are the ones standing up and saying, we got to take back our country. We need to defend our turf. What's right is right. What is wrong is wrong. We can no longer continue to be exploited. That's what makes this different. It's not influenced by France. The coups are not influenced by any nation. It's simply people standing back and saying, we're taking back what belongs to us. And that's what makes this coups different. And I, I, I'm uncomfortable calling them coups. I'm calling them instead ideological realignment of our economic, political, and social values. The children have risen, and the children are speaking, and the citizens themselves are backing those who have led the uprising. And it is a warning to the Western powers that the African Revolution has begun, and those who are going to align themselves with the people are those who are going to survive uh, the revolution. Dr. Rikana Chihombori speaks eloquently, boldly, bravely, and with so much conviction. There's nothing to add. I'll leave it at that. Thank you so much for watching. Let me know what you think in the comment section, and I'll see you again next time.